0: 2024 will be the first election in America's history in which AI will play a major role. So what are the pros and cons of embracing this technology? I'm Veronica Dudo, let's find out.
1: This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City.
0: Hello and welcome. Coming up, former President Donald Trump is favored to win the Iowa caucus as the 2024 presidential election season kicks off. But first, as the 2024 election season is underway, artificial intelligence is ushering in a brand new era of political campaigning. Meet Ashley, she's not your typical robo-caller. Her creators say she is the first political phone banker powered by generative AI technology similar to OpenAI's chat GPT. So is this an exciting new tool for conducting high quality conversations on a large scale? Or will it worsen disinformation in an already polarized landscape of American politics? For more, let's bring in Oz Sultan, the chief strategist with the Sultan Interactive Group. Hi, Oz. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So, what are your thoughts, your top line thoughts on Ashley, the first political phone banker powered by generative AI technology?
1: So um, as a a Republican district leader here in Harlem, um, you know, one of the most expensive things that you have on any kind of a campaign is call center operations. Now, even if you're using volunteers, you have to ramp this up. You have to connect it to phones. You have to use this VOIP system. What this ostensibly allows is to utilize literally an AI and feed it a huge set of people's names and phone numbers, and have it call and have simulated conversations um, across a, a pretty broad range of topics. Um, it's also interesting that it's it's launched by this company called Civox, which is in London. So if anything really kind of comes to pass where there's an issue, they can run awry of federal election commission guidelines and just get a smack on the wrist. Um, it, it would be complicated for them to, to like lose operational functionality in the United States at least this year. So you know it it opens a number, it reduces costs, but it also raises a large number of legal and ethical challenges, namely because you don't necessarily know what they're going to ask at this say or do or even um, uh, citizens that are you know looking to find a candidate to vote for
0: now 2024 will be the first election in america's history in which ai will play a major role what are the pros and cons of embracing this new technology
1: Um, the pros are you know you're going to cost cut your costs massively uh if you figure that your average call center person in the united states is you know, somewhere between 11 to $22 an hour, um, if you're using volunteers, you're still gonna have to outlay a couple thousand bucks for a system to engage uh, and allow them to, to dial out. This reduces all of those costs to some single figure. And that single figure is more likely like four to five figures, which if you're calling tens of thousands of constituents, it can really reduce your expenditures in a campaign. Um, there's ethical and political considerations because you don't know what it's programmed to say. You also don't know necessarily what your opponents are are going to say about you, your policies, uh, or in general. I mean, it could be factual. It could be completely inaccurate and full of lies. Um, and that's the risk that comes with it. I think state and federal election commissions are, are going to have to start looking at this. Um, but it's going to take them a while to catch
2: up.
0: So we hear that quite a lot, you know, when we are having some of these discussions. So as you mentioned, let's dig in a little bit more. Candidates are now using this technology to engage with voters in ways that are increasingly difficult to track. So how concerning is this?
1: It's pretty concerning. You know, there's this, Civox, there's on the Democratic side, there's Demcast. Uh, which is a solution that runs botnets, so Democratic botnets on Twitter and a variety of other platforms. On the Republican side, there's a company called Liberation Technologies uh, that's based out of Tampa. Um, And then they have a product called Operation Torch, Uh, which does some of the same things for conservatives, but it's a little bit different. Um, I think we're moving into, you know, I would call this the fourth generation of political campaigns. Uh, You had the first generation, which is really just what they call get out the vote. So it's like local campaign operations. Then you had the move to radio and television, the move to internet, which was the third. And now we have the move to artificial intelligence, which I would call like the fourth transformation of politics. Uh, This opens the doors for a lot of people that would never consider running to run it opens the doors to a lot of malfeasance um and at the same point in time it raises all sorts of new challenges that we're going to have to see from state and federal compliance in the u.s uh this is probably going to become challenging in europe uh this may actually fit with some of the models that they have and in campaigns that are running in Asia and other countries where, you know, payola type schemes and pay to vote type schemes still exist, uh, this could be pretty powerful in terms of swaying votes, changing opinion, um, and, and really getting people into office. So I think it's a very brave new world. Um, but I also think that we're going to have to see how it plays out in an election cycle. And our test cases are live time right now.
0: Now, the U.S. is already battling deep fakes in politics, which is realistic, but fabricated videos and images created using AI algorithms. What can people expect to see in the coming months as the election cycle really heats up?
1: The rise of deepfakes, and it's going to be similar to things that we talked about last year, right? So, we had the Trump Biden artificial intelligence, you know, fake debate that was ongoing on Twitch for a while. You're going to see deepfakes. Uh, Very similar to what we had with the mayor of Chicago a couple weeks ago and Richie Sunak, uh, who's the uh, prime minister of the United Kingdom, about three days ago. Um, And that's going to confuse people. And then they're going to have to go to social and do their own research to figure out what's real and what's not. Um, you're going to see crazy situations get created by artificial intelligence, uh, like the one that we saw last year with the Pope in a puffer jacket or the Pope at a party, um, none of which are real, but they look reasonably accurate. And the last is that we're going to have artificial intelligence and voice integration, which is a lot of influence calling and influence peddling. So that last category is likely to violate a ton of election guidelines, Um, But like I said, until someone reports it and someone catches it, there's going to be a a really hard like, uphill battle from the regulators in order to rein a lot of this in. It's going to confuse people. Um, I think a good number of the videos that will come out will be challenging, and uh, we'll have to see what's next. Um, But it is definitely going to be an exciting political cycle, especially with the Uh –
0: Ah, Sultan, thanks so much for your time. Iowans are gearing up to vote in the Republican presidential primaries as candidates are urging voters to turn out despite extreme weather hitting the Hawkeye State. So far, former President Donald Trump is favored to win the Iowa caucus as the 2024 presidential election...
3: Iowans are gearing up to vote in the Republican presidential primaries on Monday with candidates urging voters to turn out despite a potential record cold snap. Donald Trump, who leads recent polls, called on supporters to brave freezing temperatures for the GOP's first nominating contest on Monday.
2: You gotta get out. You can't sit home. If you're sick as a dog, you say, darling, I gotta make Even if you vote and then pass away, it's worth it, remember.
3: The icy weather in the Midwestern state has become a wild card in a contest seen as a tone setter for votes yet to come. It may help to begin to seal Trump's bid to become the Republican nominee and in turn face Democratic President Joe Biden in November's general election. His top rivals, former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, are banking on strong showings in Iowa to rattle Trump's dominance. But the extreme cold could throw a wrench in their plans by suppressing turnout. Iowa GOP Treasurer David Barker was optimistic voters would shrug off the frigid conditions.
1: We've had blizzards before. We've had, uh, you know, extreme weather on caucus night. And, uh, you know, it certainly is going to be cold. Uh, no question about that. And we want people to be careful. And, uh, w- but but I think we'll, we'll see strong turnouts.
3: A Des Moines Register NBC poll released Saturday found that Trump had the most supporters, saying that they were very enthusiastic about his candidacy, suggesting they may not be deterred by a forecast for the coldest Iowa caucus night ever, minus 20 degrees Fahrenheit. The poll showed Trump with 48% of the support, while DeSantis, who has staked his bid on a strong showing in Iowa, had slipped to third place with 16%. Haley, who has capitalized on donors' disappointment with DeSantis's lackluster campaign, had jumped to second place with 20% of those polled.
0: More than 7,600 flights have been delayed across the United States as a winter storm brought snow, ice and high winds. The blizzard-like conditions have already knocked out power for hundreds
2: of thousands of homes and businesses. A winter storm bringing snow, ice and high winds to parts of the U.S. Midwest and Pacific Northwest knocked out power for hundreds of thousands of homes and businesses on Saturday. A brutal freeze is expected to grip numerous states. The National Weather Service said the storm will bring blizzard conditions to the Midwest, while dangerous and frigid temperatures are expected across the Rockies and Plains. In Iowa, residents began to clear roads and sub-zero temperatures on Saturday, after a blizzard dumped as much as 15 inches of snow across the state, as it gears up for Monday's caucus the first of the state-by-state contests in which parties pick their nominees for November's presidential election. Republican presidential candidates canceled some events ahead of Monday, which is expected to have a low of minus 18 degrees Fahrenheit in the state capital, Des Moines. On the East Coast, millions were under the threat of flooding from days of heavy rain and snow. The U.S. Federal Aviation Administration on Saturday said storms continue to cause flight cancellations and delays. Airlines delayed more than 7,600 flights across the U.S. on Friday. Some 1,500 homes and businesses were without power in Michigan, according to data from PowerOutage.us. Power was out for another 200,000-plus customers in Oregon and Wisconsin. Thanks for watching in America today. I'm Veronica Dudo. For more, head to
0: tickernews.co. Stay with us. More ticker coming up.